0: Hello and welcome to the Seville Productions Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Rupert McConnick, founder and EP at Seville Productions. Today we're interviewing Rob Riley, Global Chief Creative Officer at WPP. Welcome Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's, it's great to have you on, and, and uh, yeah, I love your hat. Yeah, I'm wearing it. For
1: for the audience out there, I'm wearing a camouflage hat from the, um, it's called the Flame Keepers Hat Club in Harlem. It was given That's to me cool. by I like it. It's friend, nice. my friend Akil gave it to me as a birthday gift a couple of years ago, and uh, I've stretched it out enough it finally fits my head. It and camouflage. Looks and yeah, it looks, it, looks it stands out. It makes me... It it when when you're bald, Rupert, when you're bald, hats are a very important part of your wardrobe. You know, particularly this, if
0: you're in New York and it's freezing. Right? Cause it yes, just but the, whole... the, the bald, you know,
1: I'm, I'm lacking the hair, so I I make up for it with with fancy hats. Well, that probably means you're
0: very virile. You're yeah, well, there anyway. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so circling back, um, so so Rob, great to have you on the podcast. Can you tell us about your background and career before WPP? You know, where you're from. To the audience all that good stuff sure
1: i I'll, I'll try to make this uh short and sweet you know you don't want this to be a a rehash of my you know life's work or resume but you know i i started in new york you know working you know as as an assistant we were secretaries back at the time working on my portfolio in new york agencies and trying to trying to get a job somewhere it took a few years and finally uh Incredible gentleman named Bruce Nelson hired me to be a junior copywriter on Coca Cola in McCann uh, in New York, and then sort of bummed around New York at different various agencies, McCann and BBDO for a very short stint. Very short, um, Hill Holiday, and ended up you know sort of going to an agency called Crispin Porter You know, when I was about thirty-two, I I cut my salary in half and I cut my title from interim CCO of Hill Holiday in New York to um, be a copywriter at Crispin and start over. And, you know, from that moment on, my life changed dramatically and uh, ended up doing some some great work on Burger King and Mini and some other things and sort of kept my head down and kept making the work and ended up being uh, the global CCO alongside uh, Andrew Keller, who was the CEO, but formerly co-partner a co-cco partner and then from there went to Bacan and did some fun things there with some amazing people and now i'm at wpp so it's uh been a long journey when you look at it that way it feels like i'm a hundred years old so thank you for that
0: (laughs) there you go So, so tell us about your experience at wpp and what sets the agency apart or the the network apart
1: well listen i I think the industry is so amazing. And I think it's an amazing time to be part of the industry. So I'm a fan of all, all companies. Of course, I'm I'm a fan of WPB, but whether it sets us apart, but it's certainly the reason I joined. And I was very happy in my position at, at McCann. i was very proud to work with some great partners and great people around the world and taking that agency from maybe not the best it was uh, when I started to when I left, it was the number one in the world, you know, it was network of the year, 2019 and Cannes. So very proud of that accomplishment alongside of great client partners and great agency partners and production partners. You know, one person certainly is not the reason, but amazing, amazing time there. It was very happy. And then I got a call from Mark and, you know, he said, I want, you know, WPP to be the most uh, creative holding company in the world. And, uh, you know, creative people are pretty simple. You know, we have, three things we really look for, you know, don't lie to us, you know, pay us fairly and care deeply about creativity. And, uh, Mark's commitment to wanting to be the most creative holding company in the world. That was an incredible, you know, declaration of, of, uh, intent for me. And then after we started talking over a few months here, here and there, figuring out if this was going to be the right move, you know, we decided like, well, we're, we're the largest, we have the largest, most Influential media company inside of WPP Group M. Why why are we shooting bigger? Why aren't we trying to be the most creative company in the world, not just holding company? You know, we want to be compared to Disney and Netflix and Google at some point. So uh, I thought that ambition, while grandiose as it may sound, I love that we have a CEO in Mark Reed who has that ambition to be the most creative
0: company in the world. So it's, uh, I think that's what sets us apart. it's ambition. That's good. So so how have brands been approaching brand purpose differently over the course of your career? I mean, everyone is talking about brand purpose in the last year or two and maybe 10 years ago, not so much, you know?
1: Well, I beg to differ a bit. And I think uh, Crispin Porter Bogusky was a big part of putting brand purpose on the map a bit. You know, obviously a great, great company. I mean, I, oh, the reason I'm here is because of Crispin and people like Alex and Andrew Keller and Jeff Hicks and my wife, Laura Bowles, who was head of account service there and behind so much of the great work that Crispin did. But, you know, we did this um, effort with Digitas and American Express called Small Business Saturday. And that was sort of the, I think, one of the first times where a brand, you know, used purpose as true marketing and to create a day that sat in between you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday called Small Business Saturday. And I think forever changed not only Amex's sort of position in the world from being the card for rich people to being the card for, for everybody, including small businesses, uh, and, and then help small businesses around the world. You know, now it's become a global thing. You know, Shop Small is a real, real, real movement of how do you support small businesses in cities and, and local towns. I think that was the first time in my recollection that purpose really felt like this was here to stay and this could be a real part of your marketing mix it shouldn't be just the nice to have but I think it's evolved over the time over time now you know 10 11 you know 12 years later we're looking at a world where you know you you have to do the right thing if you're a brand you know it's not just okay to make a product that people love you also have to be doing the right thing uh, by society and culture, by the environment, right in general. And I've said that a lot. And I think that's the difference now is as a big company, you're expected to do the right thing. They're okay with you making money. People are okay with you making money, but you also better be doing the right thing. And I think you've seen Apple over the last few years. You know, today at Apple, changing their store, stores. Angela Ahrens, who was the head of retail for Apple, now on the WPP board, a big reason why I joined the company. You know, she was behind that effort. And Apple, a company that may, maybe hadn't been so known for uh, giving back to people as much beyond their, their products, you know was really turning their stores into these great community centers at a time when you know a lot of that was, was being challenged uh, and programs and schools are being challenged. So I, I do think it's evolved, and I think more and more bigger companies are seeing that purpose is not just a nice to have or a
0: philanthropic part of their business, but a, a true. Part of how you build your build your brand, wonderful. So, what's been one of your favorite brands to work with over the years, and why?
1: Well, I'm not been shy to to talk about my love of Microsoft, Uh, and having worked on it at McCann, at Crispin Porter Bogusky, and uh, then moving to McCann and worked on it through McCann, and I think uh, we were a big part of Microsoft being marketer of the year two years ago and uh, it's a big part of WPP. We have a lot of lot of the uh, B2B business. So I'm a huge fan of Microsoft, and their whole mission is to uh, empower businesses, people, in, and, and organizations to achieve more. What an incredible mission. And so I think Purpose is so built into who they are as a company, and things like the Adaptive Controller that, yes, won lots of awards in CAN, but that wasn't designed by Microsoft to win awards. That was designed to help people. And I I think I'm, I'll forever be a, a fan of that agency, of that 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 company. Certainly people like Kathleen Hall and Chris Capicella and the rest of the crew over at Microsoft and uh, Satya being the CEO. I mean, it, the, it just oozes with trying to do things that are good for the world. Uh, do you think purpose and profits are at odds? I think it's... It's how you get profits. I think we're at, we're at that time now where young people especially will cancel you if they think you're not doing the right thing. So you've got to bake that into your, your, your whole marketing mix. And, and frankly, purpose is it at its most powerful when it's part of the DNA of the company. You know, Dove is a great example of a WPP brand. And Ogilvy and Dove have been decades together. And the kind of work they've done for the last a couple of decades is, is incredible, you know, really promoting the beauty within uh, and, and, and real beauty. When you look at the year after year, the kind of work they're provocative work they're doing. I, I think that's the, you know, if I'm looking for another brand that I'm a fan of within WPP, I think Dove has figured out that that is how it leads to brand building. It leads to profit. I think the days of figuring out the return on investment, are gone. you know. I think we don't know what goes into people making a purchase decision. They might see a film that's about young women eating disorders and be moved by that film and then be in the store at the shelf and then sigh between different uh, beauty products. And it's like, oh, duh, I like what they're doing. Their product, of course, is great, but I also like what they're doing in the world. I think we have to really think that way. It's a holistic choice when consumers are, are purchasing.
0: It's a bit like that, but wasn't there a whole thing of Hellman's mayonnaise or something in, in London? I remember there were, you know, someone was shareholder said that, you know, forget the purpose, it should just be the Hellman's tastes good. But the reality is, it's going to taste good, it's going to be good for you, it's going to be good for the planet, right? I'm not going to quote the, the
1: numbers, <laughs> but the last three years where we've really been pushing make, taste, not waste, which is, is a really unique. Uh, positioning for Hellman's yeah. because rarely do you get like a, a product benefit also baked into a purpose benefit and make taste not waste. I mean, you're talking about like what Hellman's can do to extend the life of food in your fridge. Yeah. No, I think it's good. And, yeah. But the sales have been very impressive over the last three years for Hellman's. And of course, a lot of factors go into that. But I do believe their commitment to this purposeful positioning of make taste out waste has been a, a major contributor to the, the growth that they've seen.
0: No, I think you're right. So, so how will AI, uh, AI affect advertising in the next five years? I mean, there's a lot, you know, we are all seeing these, this fear mongering that's going on and, and no one's absolutely sure. Are we letting the genie out of the bottle or is it a good genie? Who knows?
1: Well, I have two, two feelings on that. The uh, one it's happening, it's here. And you know, if you're not mastering it and figuring out how to to use it, you're just gonna be behind. Uh, And I think it's at a time where, you know, our our budgets and timings are being challenged. What I'm trying to bring back is more experimentation and failure in the creative process. And I think AI for creators is a fast way to check out designs and and test theories and pieces of language and, and thoughts and if you use it as a tool to get some ideas quickly and to experiment quickly, I think it's very valuable. If you're doing it to create your entire, you know, pieces of work, well, then you're lazy and, you know, you'll eventually be found out and it'll eventually be uh, challenged. But just like anything in, in the wrong hands, you know, it's dangerous. And I think it's up to the leaders to, to try to put as many controls and use it. Responsibly. You know, I, I talk about moral leadership and I'm hoping people see me as a moral leader and that the rest of our, you know, our, our leaders here are, are also have a moral bent to them because we have to make those decisions about what's the right things to put in the world and how do we control those things. And then uh, also balance profit and driving sales, all those things. So it's a really complicated place to be, you want to do the right thing and you also want to help build the brands you're working with. So I just think we just have to be constantly evaluating all the decisions we make when it comes to technology and beyond.
0: Um, tell us about the, the, the phrase how great people get out of the way and how that informs your management style. You know, it's a great question. I haven't been asked. That. I've been saying that for a long time. And
1: no one's really asked me about that. So I'm glad you did. So thank you. Well, I, I believe in servant leadership. I think my job here is I work for everybody else on some org chart. I might be at the top of it, but I don't think that way. And certainly in the position that I'm in now, the at the holding company level, we don't even like to use that phrase, the, 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 the master brand level, the creative company level, my job is to make sure we have amazing leaders in those positions. And of course the creative leaders, but also the strategic leaders and the technology leaders and the CEOs, if, if, you know, I get involved in helping some of those decisions, um, I think it's critical that you hire people that are self-motivated, want to do the best work of their lives, and also build a business so we can continue to attract more and more people and, you know, and and reward them for the job they're doing. 110,000 people sit inside WPP. It's impossible to have any kind of authority over that group, so I, I believe in my job is inspiration, not authority. It's uh, influence and then visible leadership. So when I say hire great people and get out of the way, I mean it. Now the, the key is great, and sometimes you 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 have people that just need some mentorship. So lean on them in a positive way. You know, I, it's not about like, hey you guys figure it out, I've hired you to do the job. It's more of like, hey, I'm here to help you whenever you need help, but you're not going to be required to show me the work before it goes to a client, before it goes to to air. I trust you to make those decisions. Doesn't mean I always like them, but I trust the people to make the right decision at that
0: moment. And what are the, some of the things that you're, you're innovating at WPP in terms of where, you know, obviously the advertising world's changed so much in the last decade or so. So I'm just are there particular faith that you're encouraging people? I, I think we're very ahead of the game when it comes to things
1: like AI and technology. We invested a lot in that before I got here and and, you know, to a really deep degree, hiring people like uh Stefan Pastorius, who's our head of technology and and his team. So I I think he Mark did it in the right way too. I think it was like we really made sure we were uh, betting on technology and and then maybe hiring people like myself and committing to it you know the creativity some of the ideas that won in can the grand prix like they couldn't have been done 5 years ago but because we have the the technology expertise um things like I will always be me the Dell Intel grand prix winning a, uh campaign from y and R and and certainly the Wonderman Thompson speaking color you know the Amazing thing for Sherwin Williams that we did. Like those are all technology ideas, you know, that are highly creative that are based in humanity. Right. And I think that's our sweet spot, you know, creativity plus technology plus humanity. And I think if you look at some of our best, most talked about pieces of work and effective pieces of work, they've had those three elements. So so I, I feel like we're ahead of the game, but it's still ideas. It's still ideas. You know, what's the best idea? What's the biggest idea? I I believe in headlines that's all the way back from the Crispin days where we sort of did this press release process. You know, when the idea lands in culture, what's the story the press will write about? It's evolved now to what's the story the press will write about to what's the thing people will love, share, and spread. That's how I evaluate it. So whatever innovations come along, whatever technology comes along, whether it's AI or something else,
0: like the idea is still king. That's great. So, so what's your advice for young professionals entering the agency world? Be a fountain of ideas
1: and uh, don't fall in love with your first idea. Don't fall in love with your 10th idea. Your job every day is to come to work to use your brain to solve a problem in a creative way. What an incredible job. That's the job. That's like the best job in the world. Selling something is the gravy, you know, but probably the best piece of advice I can give is for people to understand while we are artists and we use a tremendous amount of artistry and sometimes things we make look like art and feel like art and sound like art. Our business is not art, it's commerce. And part of successful creative commerce is compromise. And if you don't know how to compromise or listen to feedback and turn that into magic or gold, well, then you'll have a really disappointing career. When you get feedback. That's that should be ammunition to make something better, not oh this client doesn't get it or they're ruining my idea. Come up with another idea or take this feedback. And like hmm, maybe there is something in it. You know, I worked worked uh, with this guy Russ Klein who was the CMO of Burger King back when Crispin had it in the two thousands, and this guy had better ideas than all of us. You <laughs> know, and I think whenever we were presenting something, it was like, well, what is rusting? Russ had this idea. He helped create the brief that involved tension inside CPB. He helped write the brief for us that we've used, that people use all around the world now. So I'm a big believer in listening to your clients when it comes to feedback, pushing back when it doesn't necessarily make sense or it's trying to do too many things. But if you can't figure out how to turn compromise into gold, you will have a very um, short career, I think.
0: (laughs) Well, I think I mean, advertising, it's all about Working with teams, isn't it, and convincing people, public, the teams you work with, the clients you work with, and it's about creating consensus, right? It's which is
1: yeah, consensus, but with with, with conviction too. Why? So that, that's why I said, and it's not giving up on your idea. It's just understanding there's lots of things that have to go into it to make it a successful piece of communication that not only makes you feel happy as a creative person, but our clients are happy that it's getting the job done of what they are trying to accomplish. The best thing we can do is get clients addicted to creativity. That's why Nike and Dove, these brands have been so good for so long and Wendy's have been so good for so long is everybody's addicted to creativity because it's led to wildly successful business results. And once you're in that, that, that cycle, you'd never want to get on. Once you're on th- that, 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 that wheel, you'd never want to jump off because it just goes round and round. Great ideas lead to great business results. Great business results give you confidence to do more, bigger, and bolder ideas. Leads to bigger results.
0: Getting that, that on that, that train and you never want to get off. Wonderful say see. You seem like a pretty optimistic person, which is always a good thing. Um, well, if you ask my wife, she would say uh, the opposite. But, uh, you know, I, I try to be. I think that's the, um,
1: I'm very optimistic about the business yeah. and the people we're starting to attract and more and more diverse voices are hopefully coming to our, our business. And I think that's our number one job as, as leaders is how do we attract more and more interesting uh people from diverse backgrounds and diverse points of view and 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 make sure our ecosystem including our clients and production partners understand that people tell stories in different ways and present ideas in different ways and how do we change the whole mechanism of of how ideas get presented and 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 born and developed so i think it's on us to to continue to make this a more interesting and attractive business for all types of of, of voices but I don't know it's I'm, I'm very optimistic I think we're we're in positions now as agents for brands to to affect policy Devika Bulchandani who is the CEO of Ogilvy, she talks a lot about you know one of the main goals of Ogilvy's work is to change policy you know whether it's the ERA or you know the morning after uh, pill down in Honduras you know the kind of work that they're doing is 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 just trying to change policy That's way different than it was you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you weren't thinking about changing laws. You weren't thinking about really affecting culture in, a, in a, a deeper, more positive way. So I'm high in the business because I think we're getting to do things that we've never gotten to do before. And while it's challenged sometimes financially and time wise and work life balance, all those things, it's, you know, creativity is an inherently inefficient business. And uh, I want to try to keep it that way. Because I think that's where our best ideas have, have come from.
0: Yeah, marketing has a huge, in the advertising world in general, has a huge amount of power because brands do have the resources of the world, really, and much more so than many governments, really. Yeah, well, you're speaking my language. I mean, it, um, <laughs> no, I believe it. I mean, I think you you there's three ways you create change, which is obviously, you know, governments, brands, and individuals, right? Uh, but you've got to have all three of them working together and often yeah. the individuals try what the brands and the governments do, you know. So it's sometimes it does come down to the consumer a lot.
1: It, it does, but, but I think that, you know, and I've talked about this before, so people have heard me say this before. I apologize, but I'm a creature of uh, repetition, just like good advertising is sometimes. <laughs> the uh, governments, man, it's just, especially outside and in, 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 in countries that are even more challenged financially than say the United States or the UK, you know, governments just don't have the resources and the means to help people the way governments were set up to do. Yeah. So the fact that we have brands stepping in in meaningful ways and, and filling that void, I think is one amazing. And I hope we don't stop. That's why when people say, I think there's too much purpose in the world or there's too much purpose in the award shows, I don't think there's enough purpose. doesn't mean I, I want the business to get funnier and crazier and, 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 and wilder in a lot of ways, but I also don't want us to lose that we we're starting to make headway when governments don't have the, the resources or means to, to, to help people that brands really feel an obligation to, to step in and, and do the right thing. And it doesn't mean they won't make money. I think that's, that's the, the same part. Uh, the, that's the, that's the, the positive side of this is it, is it won't affect your your financial gain it might help your financial gain. Uh, hopefully you're-, you're not doing it for that reason. But so I, I I hope purpose doesn't go away. I hope we don't lose steam on it, and I hope we don't start questioning it at award shows. We should be awarding more things. Yes, there should be a comedy track in, in film. You know, just like there is in the Golden Globes. Like we should be awarding comedy as and 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 not saying everything, all, only purpose is winning at the award shows. It's like, well, sure, up against a, a, a comedy, it may, may win. Uh, but why, why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't we celebrate both or, or
0: more different ways? You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, that makes complete sense. So, Rob, it's been a real pleasure having you on. Thank you very, very much for um, carving out the time to, to do the podcast. We really appreciate it. And, and thank you very, very much. It's been really um, educational. You're welcome. You know, I'm a huge
1: fan of, of Purpose and a and uh, huge fan of your company, what you've been doing. And I think it's uh, obviously good for business for you, but also you know, you've chosen to really, to, to partner with brands and bring really meaningful messages. So I, I encourage you to keep doing it. And uh,
0: thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Seville Productions Purpose Podcast. Learn more about Seville Productions and our work in the Purpose and Sponsored Entertainment space www.sevilleproductions.com